Hello and welcome to I Am Geek. This is episode 231. I'm Katrin and I'm joined by my good pal, Chris. Got it. Ryan is under the weather, so it's just Chris and I taking the helm again. Um, yep. We hope Ryan feels better soon. We really do. We're not just We really that. do. Yeah. So I hope you I hope you stick around. We're going to have a fun time tonight. Uh, we've got an episode of I Am Legend for you. And we've got a really cool show. But I want to tell you about next week. You want to be back. Ryan will be back next week. So you hear his golden voice. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say golden voice. But anyways, Don't I did anyways. His <laughs> <laughs> But he'll be back for a very special episode of I Am Disney. Uh, when we're joined by Sarah and Steven of the YouTube channel Princess and Scoundrel. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the Princess and Scoundrel, it's because it's a new YouTube channel. They just started in November. Nice. And their their channel's dedicated to all things Disney and Star Wars. They love Disney and love Star Wars, just like us. Uh, they recently mm-hmm. took a trip to on the Galactic Star Cruiser. They I think they went with Dano, if you're familiar with the Dano channel. So you'll want to come back next week, see us on the live stream on YouTube, or listen to the podcast and it will be a lot of fun. It's awesome because I, I am both a princess and a scoundrel in one, <laughs> so it'll be fun to talk to both of them. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, that that will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, tonight we've got, again, another I Am Legend episode where we take deep dives into things that are, are legends. That maybe it's a cryptid or it's a um, something that happened in the past. Uh, so we're we're taking... We're taking a trip to a faraway land, ah. <laughs> not in space, but uh, we're in a very cold area, uh, a very cold continent, actually, yeah. uh, of Antarctica. So if, you, if you've if you been watching the news or are a history geek or you watch the History Channel, you'll know that they're, uh, that we're talking about the endurance. Um, there's a mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a episode that's on the History Channel of history's greatest mysteries and they did a documentary about the cr- a crew that went to go find uh this ship the endurance and um we wanted to talk about what actually happened with the endurance and then then also what happened with this crew that went to find the endurance so i'd have a question for you chris had you heard of the endurance prior to maybe like three years ago <laughs> or is this is this something you knew about in school um, I feel like it's something that like was in history books or something, but and probably like we spent like maybe one class like period, not even a whole class period on it. It, yeah. it seems like something <laughs> that was done. Um, uh, recently, I, it kind of jogged back into my memory because we watched the Lost City of Z, okay, which isn't about the endurance, but it's about <laughs> um, another like based off real life, true life drama um, about uh, Percival Fawcett who went to the Amazon and there's uh, an explorer that went with him at one point who was on one of the explorations to Antarctic um, with the, the captain of the endurance uh, Shackleton on one of his voyages. So kind of yeah. like stuff like that I, I watch and then I tend to like look up Wikipedia <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what really happened? Uh, what happened here? Yeah. 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 I, I, I hadn't heard of it. And, and if I did, I'd forgotten about it, I guess. But, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's heard of the Titanic. You've heard of um, all these different ships that have gone down. Uh, and you don't you don't hear much about this one. But but uh, we did watch a documentary about this recently, maybe two years ago, something like that. And um, my son is is obsessed with ships. Uh, this kind of ship, uh, any kind of uh, ship wreckage or, uh, <laughs> you know, any kind of ship, really. And I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's recently started watching a lot about uh, different cruise ships and wants to go on a cruise now. Um, but nice. he really loves ships. And it, it was funny because I asked him one time if he wanted to go on a cruise, a Disney cruise. <laughs> and he said no, because he's watched so many of these ships go down. <laughs> and it, he, in fact, he plays a lot of video games on Roblox and just some other video games that he has that uh where you, you sink ships that's like the point of the game and he, mm-hmm. he's obsessed with it um so, so now he, he's he's into championships and relationships <laughs> all kinds of ships that's right all the, all the ships okay <laughs> and uh so yeah it was 
it was interesting and he really got me into it and watching these shows, watching these documentaries and I've really enjoyed it. There's, there's a, mm-hmm. um, a documentary on, uh, Disney plus about Titanic. We've watched that, you know, of course the movie Titanic, watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see a whole lot about the endurance and, uh, somebody in the chat here on YouTube just said it wasn't the endurance part of the first national treasure. That's a good question. I've watched that movie many times and there is a ship on there. <laughs> And it that very well right. It's no, <laughs> actually, the secret is on is on the Charlotte. So that was the Charlotte, was it not? Okay. Charlotte has the secret or whatever the the clue was. Um, hmm. I think that's a different ship. So they were on ice, and they they did find it in in ice there. So it's very similar. But I I think it's mm-hmm. and it could be that it's supposed to be the same ship. And you know, there's not everything is exactly one-to-one with that movie, you know, and um, that story, I guess. But um, National Treasure isn't a true story. National Treasure is not. I don't think so. I don't think there's a map on the back to the Constitution Uh or Declaration of Independence, whatever. Um, But maybe we'll find out one day. But it could be that it was uh, that that they took inspiration from the endurance for the Charlotte. They they could have uh, their... um, they yeah they played loose and fast with uh, history yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And so yeah I can I can see them kind of changing it up a bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> okay. So anyways if again if you haven't heard about the endurance we're going to go into uh, all the information about the ship that we know uh, or a lot of information we know about not everything um, and uh, we're going to talk about this this episode on history's greatest mysteries and. And uh, what exactly happened? So uh, in 1914, we'll just get into the meat of it here. In 1914, mm. just two years after the Titanic sank, if you if you know your dates there, I had to look that one up. But um, <laughs> actually I asked my son, I said, when was it the Titanic? Was it 1912? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, there, there were a group of explorers led by Sir Ernest Shackleton uh, that were trying to make it across the Antarctic. They were trying to make the first transcontinental transantarctic um, expedition across um, the, the land not necessarily just in the water they were trying to get across the land um, and that that um, that seems like an impossible task right especially for that time oh, yeah you mm-hmm. think you think about like it's the early 1900s There's, they don't have a lot of technology uh, apparently they have uh, video cameras and we'll talk about that later and uh, <laughs> they they have uh, some really good ways to make ships too. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute, mm-hmm. but, um, but Shackleton wasn't your ordinary sea captain. He was a, an officer in the Royal Navy and he led several expedition to expeditions to Antarctica. And, uh, the last of his, I, I got a kick out of this one. It was the last of his, um, expeditions before this other one. Uh, it was called the Nimrod expedition. <laughs> Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod. And that's when they discovered <laughs> the magnetic pole in the volcano known as Mount Erubus. Um, and, and that's again, in, in, in the Antarctica or in the South pole, I guess, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he returned to England, he received several medals and was knighted Sir Ernest Shackleton. So he wasn't always Sir Ernest. <laughs> he became Sir Ernest later. Right. That's one of the Ernest movies, I think, isn't it? Sir Ernest. <laughs> Sir Ernest. They should have made that. Yeah. I think, I think so. that would have been um, an interesting movie. Sir so, Ernest Goes to Antarctica. I think that's what yeah. it was titled. <laughs> so, Chris, what do we know about Antarctica? What's the first thing you think of oh. when you think of Antarctica? <laughs> uh penguins really penguins (laughs) that's yeah and and seals and it's really cold right yeah (laughs) it's really cold it doesn't make sense that they would want to do this i don't that's the one thing i keep coming back to is like why why because it's there because it's there yeah it's just like in it's just like going to the moon or going to these other planets like why you know you're spending all this money and effort and Most of us in our lifetime will never see the benefit of these things, right? Yeah, I would think there'd be easier ways to get ice in 1914. Um, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure when the refrigerator was invented. I, so. I don't know. I mean, you think about what was uh, when was the um, the third Back to the Future um, when Doc had his machine that he built that could make uh, tea or, or ice or whatever it was when was that? 
Was that the 1800s? But even then, it was like that wasn't a thing, right? He, he yeah. made it then, so it was even maybe later. I don't know. But but um, anyways, we, before we get into the story, I did want to talk about Antarctica a little bit more because I these are I thought these were interesting facts. There's we've got ten of them, so we won't we won't draw this out too long. But <laughs> number one, Antarctica holds the most of the world's fresh water, um, which is pretty amazing. I guess most of it is frozen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. There's not a lot of things there to, to poo in it <laughs> um, or to dirty it, it up in any way. But it's, um, it's interesting that it's fresh water, though, right? It's not yeah, it's not salt water. Yeah, it's not salt water. Which, I, I mean, I guess makes sense because uh, I think with salt, it, it takes a lot. It, it's harder to freeze. That's true. Yeah. Good point. So, so that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so it covers an incredible 14 million kilometers of that, the mountain ranges and the, the ice, I, I should say, and uh, valleys and plateaus. It leaves only 1% of Antarctica permanently ice-free. Some areas are ice-free in the summer, including many of the areas we visit on the Antarctic Peninsula, whatever. Um, and the, the, at its deepest, the Antarctica's ice is 4.5 kilometers or 2.7 miles thick. That's half wow. the height of Mount Everest. That's crazy. And hopefully, you know, that, that's the one of the things that's right now is everything's melting up there, right? It's warmer than it's been in millions of years. And it, if it, if all of it melted, then they say that it, it the all of the world's sea levels would rise about 200 feet, which is crazy. I mean, we still have Kevin Costner, so we'll be okay. I know. That's what I keep thinking of is Waterworld every time somebody <laughs> mentions that happening. Um, but what 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 I did one of the things I didn't know is that Antarctica is actually a desert. It's like how can the world can it be a desert if it's all water? But, yeah, that, it's it's, oh, it's weird. Yeah. But what they're talking about is it's actually just really dry. It's the air is just really dry there, mm. and it actually doesn't. But it doesn't receive much precipitation. It's just really cold, and the ice mm. just hasn't melted or freezes just no <laughs> rain you know it's, there's yeah. no way for the i guess the evaporation to happen i don't know i don't want to get too scientific i don't know but, <laughs> i mean they do get sun <laughs> they do get sun for long periods of time but I, I guess it just doesn't get warm enough so um but it but it used to be warm warm as melbourne australia um which i thought was another thing that was interesting but that was like 40 or 50 million years ago because they they found these fossils and other things that make them believe that that was the case um, mm-hmm. so pretty cool. Um, the Antarctic peninsula is one of the most rapidly warming areas on earth. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's the coldest, so I mean, any little bit of warmth, I would think that right. would actually be pretty rapid. <laughs> yeah. Compared to other, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's no Antarctic time zone, um, which is no, weird. No clocks down there. So I, I don't think, I guess not. I yeah. don't they all freeze. Yeah. It doesn't they, matter. They freeze. <laughs> but they do have six months of constant daylight in the summer and six months of darkness in winter. Oof. That would just be really weird. And, but, it, yeah. you know, thinking about this expedition, you know, it's they use that to their advantage. Right. In that the summer, true. they 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 were able to travel longer, maybe. And mm-hmm. um, with the and sun <laughs> on them, you know, put the sun out. I mean, that, that helps to kind of help break up the ice, I guess, a little bit better because, I mean, no sun, yeah. no heat whatsoever, so I would think things would be colder, so it'd probably harder to move around. Yeah, just probably a little more bearable, you know, to yeah. in the sun time. <laughs> uh, the sun time? The summer time. The sun time. <laughs> and then uh, number six, every way, every way is north. So whenever you're on the South Pole, uh, everywhere you look, every direction is north. That's really that weird, makes, though. That makes sense. I mean, it does, but it's like <laughs> if you look to the left, it's north. I don't know. That's, it's just weird. But, um, it's and, it's, up, but I know exactly. It's always up, right? <laughs> Antarctica has active volcanoes. That Ooh. seems terrifying if it's like ice <laughs> flying out or with lava. fire and ice. It's, fire it's and just ice. Game of Thrones up there. That's yeah, down there. It, be really cool seeing it because it would, you know, that means it's probably freezing as soon as it hits and it's making all these cool designs, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah. There is a subglacial lake that flows blood red. Oh. That's okay. really weird. And it, it's because of all the salt and oxidized iron uh, in this one lake. And then when it, so when the oxygen uh, comes in contact with that iron, it, it makes this red color and they call it blood falls. So inhospitable cold, volcanoes, 
and blood red. <laughs> Sounds like the end lake. of the lake. <laughs> yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, take a cruise. This one, this one's kind of interesting. Antarctica has its own treaty. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird, uh, but it basically it's uh, it's um, one of the things it does is it, it has their guidelines for fishing and sealing and. Uh, their mineral exploration and mining and all of that. So it's just the way they do things there. <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't really get that. But anyways, number ten, diamond dust floats in the air. And this is the last one. We'll move on. Hmm. Um, but it. So it's not really diamonds, right? It's just <laughs> ice Why? that's flying in the air, ice fog. Mm-hmm. And the way when the sun's shining on it, it makes it look like diamonds are floating. So that hmm. would that would be pretty cool to see. That's I think. Cool. Um, this is funny. It says diamond dust is also responsible for beautiful optical phenomena like sun dogs, halos, and light pillars. <laughs> sun dogs. What that is? Sun dog. Sun dogs. So, anyways, some some important facts to know about Antarctica. Uh, the main one being it's really cold there, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's, it's, so it's a lot of ice for me. That's that was pretty big, um, and. When uh, when so Shackleton and his crew in 1914 they took their journey, and again they wanted to cross the Antarctic. Um, I want to say tundra, but the you know the the land I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like an impossible task. I mean everybody had to be saying you know this why are you doing this this is impossible nobody else wanted to do it. He he'd been out there several times like we said, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he the way they made their ship and it's a wooden ship. Yeah. So thinking about that, you're like, th- it just seems like everything stacked against them, right? <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's a wooden ship. It's snow. It's mm-hmm. cold. It's you know. But they they made it in a way that um, on the, the the documentary they were saying it's just it was built very well. Like the plans they had the plans, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it was built really well. Uh, the wood on there was so tough because it was green that you it was hard to put a nail through it. Yeah, it, it's like this special kind of wood that I guess they would use for ships like this. That yeah. like it could just take punishment over and over again yeah. and, and not really take any damage. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like steel almost. It's like the, how strong the wood is. So yeah, I that was interesting. It's crazy, and it, you know you had to make the point of it, to, or the the um, the stern is at the front, or the bow. Sorry, the bow is the front, right? Uh, you had to sure. they had to make it kind of at a point so that they could break through the ice, and mm-hmm. and uh, it it worked for the most part. Um, yeah, I also found it interesting that um, it's it's not necessarily uh, they said this mostly with the the newer ship that they take, but mm-hmm. um, I guess it, it's a strategy is you're not really necessarily ramming the ice, right? To break it, it's more you're riding up on the ice and using the Putting weight pressure. of yeah. the ship to come down on it to break it apart and let it like float off. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it was it was interesting. They, they knew what they were doing. He again, he had been there several times. Uh, he knew what he was getting into. The crew knew what they were getting into. Um, <laughs> but it, it in the end, it became too much, and we'll talk about what happened there. But um, even even the ship that uh, found the wreckage, uh, the Agulus Two, Agulus, that's what Agulus yeah. Two, um, their equipment failed, and they got stuck at one point, right? Yeah, so, they uh, they um the they had a dense fog that came around them, mm-hmm. so they couldn't necessarily see to move forward so they had to kind of slow down which caused which let the ice around them to kind of uh, to to start to you know ice up more like all the water started to ice up around it so they couldn't move yeah. and they did um so what the um the endurance did when that was happening was they had the crew members like run back and forth across the yeah the boat about the about the ship to rock it to where it would like hit the ice and break it up a little bit yeah which i guess helped a little bit but again not as much as they hope as much yeah yeah but the but the newer ship instead of people just running back and forth they had this giant crane (laughs) yeah that lifted up this this big uh gas tank right and just like swirled it all the way like it went like way far off right 
of yeah. the ship deck and moved it back and forth and it rocked the ship enough to break it up so right. it could move again. Yeah. That was, that was pretty fun to watch. That was crazy. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I, I, there was one time I was in Arkansas at my in-laws place where they have uh, uh, hunting land and it's in timber and there's water. And the the um, the canal had frozen and there was probably half an inch or a quarter inch, maybe it wasn't super thick. Uh, that was the, the canal was frozen. Right. So we took a boat and um, tried to break through just like what we're describing here. And I, I ended up standing uh, with one foot on each side of the boat and rocking side to side. <laughs> and we, we made it through. I mean, my, my father-in-law had a, a pole and he was kind of pushing and breaking through. And then I'm sitting here rocking this thing and I never fell. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't wow. fall. As, uh, I was, I was like, I just have to do this, you know, cause I, th- I was thinking there's no way I'm going to do this, but I, I had to do it. Cause it was like, my father-in-law's there. <laughs> and I can't just say, no, I'm not going to do this. And you do it, you know, <laughs> you so, step up for the father-in-law. That's right. right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting how they, they made it through there, um, how they got through there. But unfortunately the endurance wasn't so lucky. Uh, they weren't able to, to break through there in, in January of 1915. So they've been going since, ah, I can't remember what date. And was it June of June? Yeah, it was June. no, that's not right. Mm. <laughs> Sometime in 1914, they, t- they, t- they set off, right? But mm. in 1915, in January, they got stuck. The The temperatures have, had dropped to like below 20, I think, something Oof. like that. Or 20 below, I'm sorry. I said that backwards. 20 below. So <laughs> the ice, the, zero. <laughs> the, the water that was there would just refreeze. So they were breaking through, but yeah. then they, they started slowing down because you're not going fast anyways, right? And they just kind of got trapped in the ice. And so so they got out and and tried to break the ice. And, you know, and they worked for, for 10 months. Yeah, just like with chisels. Yeah. Things like that. Just, just trying to chip away and break it and just refreeze. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. It was 10 months. I mean, just the, the length of time yeah. that they were actually out. And we'll we'll get into some of that, too. But it was... They tried to get through and break the ice, but they finally had to abandon the ship in October of uh, of 1915. <laughs> and in that process of them trying to break through it, the, the boat or the ship actually moved with, with the ice about 550 miles uh, with, with the ice and wind. It was, you know, um, yeah. to where it actually sunk. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was crazy because, yeah, I was yeah. thinking like, well, the... They're stuck there. Right. The ice, it's ice frozen over. It's just going to sink right there. But yeah, no, it's, they're not really on land because it's not land. It's, it's, they're still on the water. Yeah. So they're still like the currents are still moving underneath them. Right. And it causes them to do almost like this clockwise, just circular motion. Yeah. To it, where it just shifted around to this other place. Yeah. If you look at the map, there's, uh, I'll put some links in the show description, but the, um, the, the distance they traveled and it, from where they got stuck and where they ended up, it, it's crazy. Again, it's 550 miles. It's a long ways away. Right. <laughs> and, um, it, it's just this, the whole length of the trip just amazes me. But, but so they, they said, okay, we can't do this anymore. They're starting to make all these noises that sounds like trees <laughs> breaking and it's all this cracking, creaking and all this. Mm-hmm. So they get off the boat, they get all of their their lifeboats off, they get their rations, they get their dogs, their 49 dogs and 28 yeah. men. So everybody's <laughs> still alive and going at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But they get everything off and they put everything in the boats that they can and they just watch the boat go down. Um, and that's got to be pretty terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's You feel like that's your last hope. <laughs> in yeah, some ways, right? like that, that's your home sinking yeah. into the water. But it, it just goes down. And, uh, and, you know, we haven't really even mentioned too much, but they, they, a lot of this is filmed, right? They, I know. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Um, you don't think about a lot of things being filmed in that time, or I don't, you know, and, mm-hmm. and especially something portable like that. You know, you think of like yeah. home videos or whatever is what this felt like. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess they're, you know, crank running the crank to work. Yeah. It's this probably or got a crank to it. We're going to add stuff through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I thought because they they were showing some pictures, I thought, oh, okay, they got a camera, and then they sh- yeah. on on the special that we watched um, on history, 
And then they started showing footage. I was like, are they recreating this? Like, right. Yeah. Like, this looks pretty good, like for a recreation. <laughs> and my yeah. wife was like, no, this is actually film. I was like, oh, it is, isn't it? Like, that's that's kind of nuts. Yeah. It was crazy. So they get out. Uh, Shackleton orders them to march 200 over 200 miles. Or they That's their goal is to get mm-hmm. 200 miles across the ice, pull in the lifeboats, pull full of supplies. And this wasn't the dogs. It was the men. They were, you know, it shows you see pictures and videos of uh, the men with ropes on them and they're pulling these boats full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? It just seems ridiculous. You know, that you're in the, the Arctic or the Antarctic, I should say. <laughs> and it's um, you're, you're trying to go over 200 miles. Like, I, I can't imagine going like 10 miles <laughs> walking. Yeah. You know? it's, and it's not like they're going to like, we just got to make it to this city yeah. over the hill. Like, no, they're they're just going yeah. to the ocean where they're going to have more problems. Yeah, they they think <laughs> they know where they are. I mean, they kind of do. Mm-hmm. They know where they are. Then they know where these whaling islands are, these towns are. And and mm-hmm. they hope they can get there, right? And there's, they're having to go through all these big chunks of ice and snow and things that are in their way. And Yeah, because um, it's not flat. It wasn't because, all flat. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, the the ice, like it's all, again, it's just floating on the water. So it's yeah. moving and, and hitting against each other and causing these like big rifts that, like, shoot upwards. So yeah. they're having to go over those ice, like, kind of mountains almost that form out of nowhere. It's crazy. Um, so they, they can only cover about nine miles in a week, which is <laughs> like, I, I can imagine going nine miles in a day, I guess, if I really had to, but that took them a week <laughs> to do. So there's no way that they were going to make the 200 miles. Right. I, I don't know, but they finally <laughs> made it to elephant Island. <laughs> um, w- but before they, I guess before they got there, um, that's right. I'm sorry. I skipped a part. So before they got there, <laughs> the ice started to break apart, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. pulling on this ice. They're on this ice. It's not land. It's ice, right? And <laughs> um, they have to throw everything in the boats real quick because they realize that they're about to lose their ground, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, and, but you'd also think that would be a little bit easier, right? If you're in the water, then maybe mm-hmm. you could row your way to somewhere and you're at least not walking, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it, but it makes it even more difficult. They're having to go over these huge waves and, and the wind. And it, it just, I'm sure it was unbearable, but they, mm-hmm. they finally made it to elephant Island, which was really wasn't an ideal place to be. Cause there's nothing there. No. Um, it's, it's just cold and, um, and yeah, <laughs> nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, no whaling t- towns to, to see there. Um, so they're starting to run out of food at this point. There's seals and penguins that come up, you know, yeah. um, and then they have to, they have to they have to eat their dogs. Yeah, that was so sad. That was really sad. Because, I mean, they showed film of the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most part, the dogs look like they're having a good time. Yes. In the in the bits of film that they showed. Well, and they're just like, and they, we're, we're just running along, pulling our masters. This is yeah. great. Well, uh, they said that was their, their friends. I mean, that was like their yeah. bright, the bright thing in the or the um in the whole journey like what kept them going and um one of the things that kept them going kept them happy was having Mm -hmm. these dogs 49 dogs with (laughs) yeah so they had to eat unfortunately um one of the questions i had was like did they eat anything else right and you know they ate the (laughs) the seals and the penguins and did they eat people Mm -hmm. you know and for, fortunately, they didn't get to that point, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> they made a pact, though. They said, if if anybody dies, we're, we're going to eat them. Because <laughs> you know? um, oh they, they had to survive. Die, you can eat me. You know, they, ha- they, they had to survive. I mean, there, there was, you have to do what you have to do. And who's there to tell you it's wrong, <laughs> right? It's whatever it takes. Well, it's, I mean, it's desperation. Desperation kicks yeah. in. Um, it's the fight or flight instinct. And you're just like, I gotta, I gotta survive. I gotta, yeah. to do that, I gotta eat. And I mean, Frank's dead. Yeah. So Guess he's not gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at this point, they know, they know there's an island to the north, I guess, or it's all north, right? I don't know. Yeah, everything's north <laughs> it's, there. It's over there. They know yeah. there's an island. It's not really close, but it's their best shot. There's a whaling town there and yeah, northwest, maybe. Somewhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's somewhere. Uh, there this is five hundred and seven days into the expedition. And that's from nineteen fourteen to now, right? And um which is 
a little over a year, right? It's not quite two years yet. Um, if I can count, yep, I can count. Um, <laughs> so they, um, they, Shackleton takes five of his men, so five of his strongest men, and uh, they, they get the largest lifeboat to go get help. And uh, they traveled 800 miles through rough waters to get to South Georgia Island. And they got there on, on day 521. So it took them almost 20 days to get in a, in their, in a lifeboat to get to this yeah. island. Yeah, that's nuts. It's crazy. So even even then they they got to the island, but then they had to travel thirty more miles, <laughs> yeah. and it took them three days. But they found people, mm-hmm. and um, you know nobody could believe the story. You know it's like, what are you what are you thinking? Like why did why did you do this? You know, <laughs> you went there on purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody does that. <laughs> Just have some whale blubber. <laughs> but, <laughs> Keep you warm. But they. Um, they they talked some people into it and they they um, they took three different attempts in three different boats to try to get back to Elephant Island to and, um to get it to re- to um, rescue his crew. At this point, he doesn't know if they're alive or dead. They couldn't yeah. talk on cell phones or anything. So. It, to me, I mean, it's like it speaks like volumes to Shackleton. Like yeah. he could have like just got to the whaling town and be like, okay, like I am done. <laughs> I'm so can, like they're they're that way can you guys just go get them uh but he went back with them like he actually yeah. like went back for his crew like i he he set sail on a little raft they didn't know if they even make it to that island got yeah. there 30 miles walking over there it's in like hey we gotta go back and get them so it's let's like- turn around <laughs> Three different, the boats were from three, or the boats and crews were from three different countries. And uh, it's it's wild that there were all these different people there, you know, and were willing to help, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they had to turn around, I guess, the two, two first times, but um, two first attempts. But in, on day 635, so remember, he, he got to South Georgia Island on five, day 521. But on day 635, he gets in, and this is in 1916 at this point. So they, they originally left in 1914, you know, <laughs> on the original journey. This is 1916, so two years from then, almost two years. Um, they are, uh, he finally gets back to Elephant Island and finds that his entire crew, all 22 that were, that were remained at this island, were still alive. Yeah, like, and... In the documentary, they were saying like as the as they were approaching before they even got to the island, he like stood up and started like trying to count the yeah. heads. There's one. There's and two. There's, yeah. One, two, 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 two. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did it. <laughs> you didn't do nothing. <laughs> you left us. But the, I mean that. Well, that that's the thing is like they they respected a, him um, more than anybody else. You know they they respected oh, yeah. him a ton. They called mm-hmm. him the boss. They they followed him and it it kept them alive. I mean, this guy was a mm-hmm. uh, had all these medals. He'd done all these things. Um, they knew that if they could follow him, and I mean, that was the only shot. I mean, what else are you going to do? But at the same time, it's like they kept calling. You know, they called him the boss. You know, whatever the boss says. You know. <laughs> and a uh, man, uh, can you imagine them? They're like, you know, that long a time, over a hundred days that they're just sitting there. Is like, oh, is that him? Nope. It's just a wave. <laughs> you yeah. What do you want to do today? <sighs> Who wants to build a snowman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this, and again, this whole time they're eating seals and penguins, right? Because they've probably, yeah. you know, sadly gone through all the dogs. I, I hate yeah, that. Uh, yeah, um, happy Feet was a much different movie. Uh, yeah. Than they, uh, they had happy feet when they saw a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Their heart songs just came out and he showed up. Yeah. So it, it's it's amazing. I mean, again, if you look at the map of how far they traveled and to go all the way up to this other island where these whalers are and where they tried to get to, I mean, it's just unreal. Um, I just I can't wrap my head around how they did this, how they were able to survive in mm-hmm. the 1900s, in the early 1900s. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about all the technologies and skills that we have today and what they didn't have, you know, and. Mm-hmm. 
I just, I just can't wrap my head. And just for the simple fact that the next crew that actually did this uh, actually made it all the way across. It wasn't until like 1958, I think, when uh, there was a crew that made it across and they had um, aerial reconnaissance. You know, there was like a helicopter or something, I'm sure. And they had um, snowmobiles and all these things, you know, to help them. And um, they they made it across the Antarctic. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, and it gets cold and snows here in Texas. And I'm like, I'm not going outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, and, and I have like nice, like, like modern day jackets that are supposed to keep you keep you like right. super warm man they're just they have like i don't know what know, they had fleece i mean I kinda... yeah they had i'm sure it was animal fur of some sort yeah. and, and probably i mean well yeah just animal fur you know <laughs> i mean maybe there's blubber or something that's supposed to be super warm i don't i don't know what you do with it but um just roll around I, it i don't know but <laughs> so so anyways back to the documentary so the documentary was it followed the Oculus 2 Agolus, I keep saying it wrong, Agolus 2. <laughs> and it was a ship that was built for this type of weather and conditions. It came from Africa, I think, and Cape Town or something. But um, I thought it was pretty interesting that its engines allowed it to move at a blistering seven miles per hour, <laughs> cutting blistering. through three mi- meters of ice. So that's, Gosh. what, nine feet, if my math is correct, right? <laughs> of ice. <laughs> nine feet of thick ice that's, that, that's that it's breaking through. And uh, they they get stuck. Like th- this ship is it's got so much more technology and so much more going for it mm-hmm. um, that um, they they even got stuck. Um, can't fight Mother Nature. Can't, you can't <laughs> fight Mother Nature. In fact, they so the reason they took the trip when they did, and this was three years ago when they did the first trip, and then when they had the first um, I guess documentary about this that I saw. Um, but it it. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. But they uh, they took this journey and they they ended up getting stuck um, at one point. And they had a they have this little AUV or submarine that would go down and could explore. They 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 were able to find uh, where they thought the wreckage would be about what did they say twelve hundred miles away. They had a way of or was it that right? That doesn't sound right, but. Um, from a far distance, they mm-hmm. were able to determine yeah. it's it's over there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they knew where they were going. They went to this part, and there's this part in the um, in the ocean floor that just goes down really deep. And they said that's yeah. where it's going to be. It goes down about ten thousand feet. You know, it's got to mm-hmm. be there. You know. Yeah. And yeah, they, they had they had a lot of problems. They did with their with their, with their uh, mechanical bits uh like that yeah the auv thing that that was the torpedo one right they they right they, like shot out like out, out the back of it like you know drop the kid off at the pool yeah and and that one like there's no tether to this thing it's just going out and it's supposed to come back yeah and it didn't it come back it ran, did it run out of battery or just the pressure got to it and it they, I, I don't know. That remember. was a little confusing. Exactly what happened. They said it only had a certain amount of battery life. Yeah. And before that happened, though, they lost contact with it. Mm-hmm. And it could have been the cold. It could have been the depth or whatever. Um, so they had another kind of rover thing that they were going to be using to actually explore the wreckage when they found it. All right. And so they they pinpointed where the AV was, and they sent this thing down to get it. And they have video of trying to like grasp it with like, yeah. this, like a thing underwater and it keeps <laughs> yeah. missing. They finally get it and they get it back up to the ship only to find out the, the thing that they're supposed to use to explore the wreckage. The the housing, this like metal housing that contains basically the brains of this thing yeah. just imploded from the pressure wow. of, of being down That's that crazy. deep. Yeah, I mean, it's like a thick metal thing if you if you watch it, and yep. it's just like it just it just crumpled like it was paper. Like, yeah, and so, so you they couldn't use that. You don't again. want to go down that far. No, you would not survive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you get past all the cold, the pressure will kill. Right. You. <laughs> yeah. So, it, needless to say, we won't ever have trips down to see it. Probably, at least in our lifetime. No. No, I don't think so. I think it would be really cool to see it, though. Um, yeah, I mean, because so what? So 
at this point, again, in, in the documentary, they they had to give up. They had to turn back because they're like, okay, our our sub isn't working. We need this thing to be able to see everything. So to do the exploration. So this is like three years ago. And then three years later, which it was earlier this month, they went back out there. And um, this is March of 2022. They went back out and they in, they knew where they were going this time. They went straight towards uh-huh. it and um, they found it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's so funny in the documentary because it was like it's all about what happened three years ago. And then at the very end for two minutes, they say <laughs> they found it. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no pictures. No, yeah. No pictures. No footage. <laughs> I I. I have a feel. I don't know if this is exactly what happened. So I I feel like history kind of helped fund the one three years ago with the film crew and stuff. Right. And so they had all that footage for that one, but they didn't for the second time they went. Uh, and they yeah. actually found it. Right. And so they legally didn't have any right to the footage to show it. Uh, more than likely, another company. I think. Um, BBC News, I think they have the footage. I think if you so. Want to watch yeah. it. Uh, so maybe them or an, another. They had funding from other people for this second one. For sure. Because uh, even the the rover thing that they put in the water to go down looked completely different. Yeah. Than the yeah. first one. So, <laughs> so you you know the the documentary again it just ends and they're like they yeah. did it and it's over and then but you, so what you have to do is you go and search Shackleton's. Uh, endurance and found or something like that. And you can find all these videos and it's, it's, it's fascinating because they Mm -hmm. found the ship in almost perfect condition. Like it looks like, I mean, when you see the videos of it going down, because again, you can see these, the, the footage that they had and it looks all crumpled, right? Because the, Mm -hmm. but it's all still together because it's all held together by ropes. Cause basically the masts and the, um, uh, the, the things that hold the sails up. So the mast and all that, they, uh, those were all crumpled, but they were all still together with the ropes. Right. But it went down, and all of that pressure slowed it down. I'm sure, so that it just kind of stayed together. And um, yeah, it did. I think they said like the the front of it. You can see where it had hit the bottom, mm-hmm. and so it kind of crumpled there a little bit. But like for the most part, yeah, it looked pretty much like the video, the last video of it that they yeah. saw. Which is it's crazy. And there, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of bacteria and animals that eat wood in, yeah, in the like ocean right? kind of sea worm or something that they talked about they, they talked about a sea worm the mollusk or whatever that could yeah. that eats wood the, the um what they call it, a ship worm or something like that yeah like a ship worm. it just eats through everything and anything but it, and just quickly <laughs> yeah but it, it's too cold and there's too much pressure yeah. there right mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they that's why it didn't didn't get uh destroyed that's why it's still like that mm-hmm. um but it's it's pretty remarkable to see that footage. To see, it reminds me of when they found the Titanic, you know, the, those videos. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. there's more footage because it the what I've seen, you can kind of see some things, um, and and maybe there's not a whole lot because it is so deep and there is so much pressure. But mm-hmm. uh, but they talked about seeing um, crockery and and clothing and things. Yeah, like boots the, and yeah. Um, you could see into the porthole where the captain's like quarters were. Yeah. Um, and of course, they, they, the back of the ship with the word endurance was still there with like a big star under it. It looked like yeah. perfect. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that the name of that ship is just perfect for this, right? <laughs> yeah. It endured. <laughs> and that crew endured all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I, um, I can't imagine A, wanting to do something like that, and B, making it across. <laughs> uh surviving all that they went through Mm -hmm. um so that was that was that's the story of the endurance um again they found it recently so one of the questions i had for you is do you think it's time for a movie now that more people need to hear this story oh yeah i i i'm sure that especially now that they found it and that it's been all over TV history, made a documentary of it. I'm sure movie studios are just scrambling oh, yeah. for the rights yeah. for this. 
yeah. I, I did a Google just to make sure that there wasn't a, a movie already. And there is something that comes up on IMDb, but it's still just a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shackleton's and Endurance, I think is what it's called. But um, and they've already, they've got tons of footage. I mean, I mean, it's it's just waiting to be written. Right. The movie and, and uh, to be right. filmed, really. And and uh, they, it seems like it should have already been done at this point. But I think it's just going to make that all happen like you said it, movie movie um, makers are just chomping at the bit to get this done because oh, i'm sure yeah they they've they can they've there's some color footage of what that ship looks like right and that that mm-hmm. helps a ton you know that's because you think about with titanic and if you watch the the documentary on the titanic they um they actually saw a lot of it you know um i guess it was did they see it before though or after the movie i can't re- remember with that one they uh they mentioned it in that particular documentary because it was with james cameron yeah but I, I was thinking actually they saw it later because they found out that there were some things that were not correct later on but um but anyways mm-hmm. it gives them a lot of things to to think about and to do i was excited to do this deep dive into it um mm-hmm. so I, I i was really interested and almost did a quiz about uh other famous sunken ships, you know, but it's oh. like none of us would have known any of these. So I was like, eh, we'll just, well, that could that. be even more fun, but it's, but it's really interesting <laughs> to see those mm-hmm. kind of things. And there's all kinds of shows like that on history and oh, whatever other channels there are that do that nowadays. It's like, I was going to say TLC or, or um, something like that, but I don't know that they do that kind of stuff anymore, but yeah. whatever channel uh, destination truth is on, I bet they, yeah, discovery uh, which is is it discovery okay so that stuff is always interesting to me uh you you wrote a question down here i'm just gonna throw it in your face who oh, do you think should play shackleton oh yeah for, in the movie <laughs> who should play shackleton i don't know man um i'm trying to think let me look i've got a picture of what he looks like let's mm-hmm. see if we can figure out a good match yeah, for him i looked him up yeah as well um for our viewers watching that yeah man i don't know i'm see i'm terrible at this i meant to ask you that because i'm not good with actor names (laughs) Um, so uh, my few thoughts um uh, first i I just thought like just like before i saw the picture i was like just manly man like you you would be a manly man that could take this on or whatever and i thought john ham okay yeah or madman because he just seems like yeah he, he could survive the antarctic um, but then like looking at him a little bit, I was like, oh, maybe you and McGregor. Yeah. You and I McGregor. could pull that off or, uh, or possibly, um, I gotta look this guy up cause I don't remember his name. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, he, he kind of has some bulgy kind of eyes and he, he reminds me of, um, and I can't think of his name. I'm going to get I'm going to get a hate email for this, but the, the <laughs> Green Goblin on Spider-Man. Oh, what is this? William Defoe. William Defoe. Yeah. I kind of thought William Defoe at first <laughs> a little, little bit. If it yeah. like just, but he's older now. He's too old. That's yeah. That was my thought too. A little too old. Yeah. Um, but and then I, I thought Robert Redford too, but he's, he's too old. So uh, I, I think um, he played uh, Scarecrow of Batman Begins, Cillian Murphy. Okay. I think, yeah. uh, think that's that's a good kind of likeness to him uh, yeah. a good actor for him yeah there's there's some other pictures on that that article that you were looking at there that he's got a beard and he's got a hat and um he looks a bit different than he did in that uh that other photo of him um but uh in 1909 <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah put a yeah, beard on he's a completely different person they um so he died let me see if i can find that real quick um, his final years. He returned to England in 1917 and found out that the war he heard about just before leaving had grown into the First World War. And I mean, they <laughs> so they missed part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, he organized another. And so in 1919, we even talk about this. So he, he organized another expedition to the Antarctic um, just a few years later after getting back. Um, so apparently he didn't have enough of it. But um, he, but he, and he ended up on South Georgia Island again. Um, but <laughs> he didn't. They didn't make it. Um, they had to turn around, I guess. But they, he died at the age of forty-seven, which 
really he he wasn't that old i guess you know it's mm-hmm. that's um i'm 44 it's not not very old <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh he 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 died in 1922 on january 5th but um wow. that's pretty crazy um mm-hmm. they uh again they called him the boss <laughs> but he he's definitely someone to to uh, look up to and to aspire to be like you know just to to mm-hmm. not give up i don't want to get all cheesy on us but... oh yeah oh the gumption yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> and then, like I said, they there was an, the next group to do to actually make it across was in 1958, and then the the next group after that was in 1981. Um, so, not many people have been able to do it. So, I wouldn't think a lot of people would want to specifically, I, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't get the point. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm sure. I mean, the thing is, if you can uh, get out to these different these remote places like this and and really and research. Uh, and look at how deep the ice is and figure out how, you know, did it melt? Did it refreeze? Did it all mm-hmm. do this? And you can find these fossils and different things. It's it's pretty interesting, and you can kind of oh, learn yeah. about what could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. But um, And I think that's part of it. And, you know, I said earlier, it's like, why do people go to the moon? Why do they go to Mars? Well, it's some of it is, it's like, what if this Earth we're on is, is inhabitable or whatever, uninhabitable? I can't say it. What if we have to leave? You know, are these mm-hmm. other places any good? And, and so, I mean, that there's some value to that. But yeah. some of it, I feel like it's just like, why, why not? Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spend all this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, and they spent a lot of money to do this. I yeah. forget how much it was, but it's in the millions. I'm sure. <laughs> and that's crazy. And because they're they're not doing it necessarily for science to look at the ice and all this stuff. They were looking for this ship yeah, because ship. Uh, nobody else had found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's sure. it's a monument now that nobody can touch it. Nobody can mm-hmm. bring anything up. You can't go uh, snooping around in it. No, you couldn't anyways because it's so deep. Um, but it's it's a monument um, and. I'm sure there will be other expeditions and people will get more footage of it because mm-hmm. again, you can look and not touch it. Um, but you just got to have the right technology and the <laughs> right kind of uh, equipment to get down that deep. Um, it'd be interesting down the road, like, cause they, they keep talking about how everything's melting, all this stuff, you know, whatever. Um, uh, we're not going to get political or anything like that here, but, <laughs> but if it does, what if it did melt, right? It would be super interesting to know if that would, would, um, of course the sea level would rise, so it's not going to get any mm-hmm. shallower, <laughs> but if, yeah. but what if it like floated up, you know, and, um, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll never see that, but, um, I, I'd love to see more inside of it. Uh, and just to see that. So it's mm-hmm. just fascinating. Yes. So, all right. Well, that's all of our show we have today. Um, we want to thank you for listening to episode 231. And if you are on social media, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter and Facebook. Just look for I am geek show. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, which is I am geek. I am group. And if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, you can listen to this and all of our other episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts and whether that be Apple, Google or Stitcher or Spotify or Amazon, wherever. And uh, if you can't remember any of this that I've just said, then you can go to imgeekshow.com and you can find links to that, plus uh, links to previous shows and to um, all of our different social media. Be sure to come back next week and listen to the episode or see us on online. We have another I Am Disney episode with Sarah and Steven of Princess and Scoundrel. And we'll talk Disney and Star Wars. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>